All right, we are snapping, we are tackling, we are potting, we are doing everything here on Snap Tackle Pod. Dion Glisso of Preps KC, Mick Schaefer of 41 Action News. Thanks for being here with us. What's up, Dion? You, you have the memo about the, the red shirt and everything. Well, I know. We, you know, it's red shirt day. You got, you got a logo up, man. That's the way, that's the way you got to do things. It could be Red Friday, depending on when you're watching. I know. Okay. If you watch this on Friday, and, and it could be Red Friday. And that, that's, that's one thing that's good is I've got enough red gear that I can, I can break that stuff out on Fridays when I need to. And uh, I don't have nearly as much Chiefs gear as I probably should. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, some of the stuff that I like to wear, like, you know, my, I've got a nice hoodie and that I like to wear. My wife tends to steal that during, during Chief season to wear to school. So I lose a lot of things that, that way. You probably know how that goes. But uh, no, my, my son actually has more Chiefs gear than anybody else you will find. His uh, grandmothers tend to buy him everything. It's, that's, uh, you know, he's got plenty of Charlie Hustle and all that kind of stuff. Every time there's a new T-shirt, he gets uh, one of those. So he's in, he's in pretty good shape when it comes to that stuff. And good for him, man. And good for you having the grandparents buy him. Right? Yes, uh, we've got barely, I mean, we only have one child and uh, we've been very lucky in the sense that uh, we, we buy very little clothing for that child. I mean, he's, uh, he dresses like a, he does dress a little bit like a, a frat boy going into, right. do, into Rush. He's, uh, he's got a lot of Vineyard Vines and that kind of stuff and was on the Vineyard Vines trail long before it became popular. My mother-in-law is very good at that kind of stuff. But uh, no, he uh, wore a tie for the, his picture this year and wanted to wear his uh, three-quarter zip Vineyard Vines pullover over it. My wife's like, "No, you are not pledging a fraternity today. You are, <laughs> you are going to school." So now he's uh, he's a pretty preppy little guy. How did we get on this topic? Just well, talking about shirts. Podcast, you should know. But we <laughs> stray down rabbit holes. So, just a little uh, fashion for t- ten year old fashion going on out here in Blue Springs, and that's kind of we, we can go down that road if you want. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, let's talk some high school football last week. Uh, we talked about how, how close things are on the, uh, on the Missouri side, and it showed again last week. Park Hill putting a scare into Liberty, but Liberty yeah. holds on again. Liberty, you know, they're, and they're battling down. They were down there, quarterback Luke Smith, a couple other offensive linemen. Uh, third offensive lineman went down in the game. Winchick Williams went down in that game. Park Hill is not a bad football team. Right? They just play in a conference where if you, if you play good enough to, to you know, be in games and don't win them, you're going to have a record that doesn't look very good because teams are very good. Uh, you take a look at a team like Lisa Moes, they're coming off wins over um, Ray Peck and Rockhurst, and then they go to Blue Springs and get beat. And we're down all that game. And so they weren't focused and they got beat. That's a Blue Springs team that struggled most of the year. So Park Hill's a team that you don't want to play if you're a, a Troy Buchanan or somebody like that out of St. Louis when your competition isn't quite the same. You don't want them sitting across from you in the bracket. But no, Liberty does do what they do. I mean, they 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 win their close game and get that 24-21 win and keep moving on. And They've got the big one this week. One of our Remax Big Three games are hosting Ray Peck, and hopefully they're going to be back up to speed a little bit in terms of you know I'm not sure you know what the status on Williams is. I think Smith, Luke Smith, the quarterback's going to be back, and I'm not sure on the other offensive lineman. But uh, Ray Peck, after kind of stubbing its toe against Lisa West, has gone out and kind of taken care of their business and got refocused. Beat a bad Columbia Hickman team, 56 to nothing last week, and it, it really was. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to say it was that close, but uh, no, they up 28 nothing at halftime, 56 nothing in the end. They were pretty bookend there but uh no I think that's a big game um for these two teams and and really uh they don't aren't the same district but it's a it's a big game for both of them to kind of maintain where they are in the district standings and probably for the conference title yeah absolutely uh, a couple other big games on the uh Missouri side last week Platte County handling uh or rather handing Winnetonka its first loss of the season that's a good game Winnetonka I think showed that okay they belong yeah. there that record wasn't just you know from Playing cupcakes or whatever. Well, and and I text with the Black County coach Bill Lutz last night. In fact, and we're just talking about different stuff. And 
Uh, I said, you know, I said, what do you think about Winnetonka? And he goes, oh, I think Smithville Winnetonka uh, is going to be a good game the last week of the season. And uh, he goes, I think that's going to be a good game. He goes, in fact, I think it's going to be a good game twice <laughs> because they're going to play in district play. He goes, one of them will get the one seed, the other one will get the two seed. So he said, yeah, he goes, I think it's going to be a good game twice. And, and I, you know, that, that says a lot about where, where Winnetonka has come from, that they're up in that district with Smithville who's been there. They played with Platte County who's been there and was in the state championship game last year. So a good game for them, but uh, Platte County gets the win. Uh, and Winnetonka this week was supposed to play Capital City, the new Jefferson City High School, uh, but they are in quarantine. So now they're going to play Harrisonville, hmm. who sneakily has five wins um, and has is, is kind of been under the radar a little bit. But that's a good Class 4 game for both those teams and a non-con game, and, and that's another fun one. Uh, I'd put probably Winnetonka a little bit ahead of the game. They'd play a little bit better competition. But, no, that's another fun one that's going to be this week, um, you know, that's kind of come about because of COVID. Yeah. All right, so you're out there in Blue Springs, Dion. You're closer than anybody. Can you put a finger on the pulse of Blue Springs? Can you figure the Wildcats out? Because it seems like they are hot and cold, and boy, were they hot last week. Well, they they ran the ball for their first two wins. It just kind of ran over people. You know, they got Bo Stevens, that outstanding lineman, who's a – I think he's an Iowa committer. He's a heavy, lean Iowa uh, guy. I mean, he looks the part. I mean, he's like 6'4", 6'5", you know, 285, 300 pounds, and just not, not fat. I mean, big, big frame, everything like that. And then last week they were throwing all ball around the park all over uh, Lee Summit West. So I'm not sure this is this is not Blue Springs from a few years ago, but they're looking at a chance here if they get a win this week. I mean that's that's four wins. That's four more than a lot of people thought they'd get at, after losing in week one and two and looking really bad doing yeah. it. Um, but Blue Springs South is the team they got their first one over Fort Osage last week. They were close in a lot of their first games. Their the front part of their schedule was brutal. I mean they. They were playing everybody tough early on and, you know, getting Lisa West and Rockers and things like that. So uh, I think it's a toss-up game between the two of them. And that's, you know, it's a weird deal that uh, Blue Springs, Blue Springs South isn't some kind of big game in the Metro, not a big three game. Um, and so it's not one of, you know, you know, we'll have some coverage of it, but uh, it, it's, it's not a, a, you know, marquee game like it used to be. These are both young teams and we'll see what they'll be like after this week. All right. Over on the Kansas side, the big game uh, at Aquinas, it was Lawrence and St. Thomas Aquinas last week. What uh, uh, Lawrence ran out to a twenty to nothing lead and then kind of held off Aquinas yeah. uh, during the second half, but uh, but but another good ball game on the Kansas side. Boy, Aquinas getting beat up, aren't they? Yeah, they've suffered some injuries, and uh, I think it's they've kind of not that the EKL is not a good league, but they've gone out and played some teams. You, know, you play Shawnee Mission Northwest and the Lawrence in back-to-back weeks. Those are two really good six-eight football teams that not only are good in talent, but they bring a lot of depth too, and and it matches that depth that Aquinas has. And so that's what, you know, when you're, when you're subbing out guys who look a lot like each other, that's different than, you know, some teams that maybe don't have that depth. So, uh, you know, it, the, the statement for, I think, Randy Drowling would tell you, and they've got Omaha Westside, which is one of the best teams in, in Nebraska uh, this week, is if they could come through these games, you know, not beat up, then, then that they'd be a better team for it than the playoffs. And I think they will. The question is, is how beat up are they going to be uh, going into it? You know, we saw Mill Valley get beat up early. And now they're starting to come out of it a little. So those are the we know those are the two teams in five A that we're talking about here. Um, so that's definitely you know that's who St. Thomas Aquinas is looking at. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how they do these next couple of weeks because they got Bishop Carroll after that. Um, so they're you know nothing gets easier for them in terms of Westside and Bishop Carroll. They're closing out strong on their schedule. They just got to try and get there. But if they get in the top three, they may have a have a buy there um, in the in the playoffs that first round because of the KCK schools doesn't look like they're going to make it into the postseason. So uh, you know, I, I think if they can get healthier and then get that week off, I mean, that's a, that's a big thing. 
Yeah, Mill Valley, they, they stubbed their toe against Gardner, and maybe some people forgot about him, but they, they, they made sure they've been some loud victories the last couple of weeks, 52 to nothing over Free State, and then uh, 69 to 14 over late the West. Yeah, you know, they, they lose Cooper Marsh for two weeks. Hayden Jay comes in, plays pretty good football, really, for him. I mean, uh, in the, even in the loss to Gardner, he, he, he played pretty well for him. Cooper comes back this week. They lose Quinn Wittenauer. Uh, and you, of course, would be the expert on how much longer Quinn would be out. Uh, but then Jacob Hartman goes over and moves over from you know, the wide receiver and goes off for like 200-plus. They take Hartman, who's been one of the best receivers in the city through the first, what, five games. He had seven touchdown catches. They move to tailback, and he, he sets records, 222 yards in the first half, three touchdowns rushing. <laughs> Uh, for him and so yeah I don't think it's anything too serious with with Quinn I think that's more precautionary than anything I think they're kind of in the same boat as Aquinas here okay you know the, the regular season isn't our goal right it's 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 the postseason and it's not record it's never been about record for for Mill Valley um, you know just just be healthy once the postseason rolls around because uh, it's a team that's wanting to like the Chiefs kind of wanting to run it back well and, and you know they their their schedule was kind of front-loaded they had their tougher games earlier, and now they're closing out. Those, like at Olathe East, who is undefeated, and, and hats off to Courtney Palmer, their, their new coach. But they're taking a big-time step up in class, taking Mill Valley, and then Mill Valley closes with Shawnee Mission North. So uh, they look pretty locked in uh, to get two more wins here and, and close out the, the season that way. So that's a, you know, that's a Mill Valley team that's, that's overcome their injuries and is starting to get back healthy again. Another fun game on the uh, Kansas side last week was uh, Paola and Piper. Um, we thought it might be closer, but uh, but uh, Paola just rolled. As well, they, they you know they all season long they played. You know, Piper kind of hung around there for about a half. I mean, they kept it within two touchdowns, and then Paola came out in the second half, and Garrett Williams had a big a big touchdown pass. And um, I think Paola is rounding into form. Um, you know, they they probably the Tong and Oxy was their biggest test in week two. Um, as they go into the playoffs, and I don't see where they're going to lose. Uh, it looked like they could be the number one seed uh, in that 4A bracket. But, man, it's a deep 4A bracket. Don't don't get caught just looking at Paola and Bishop Miege. you got St. James and Baser Linwood, Tong and Oxy. Lansing quietly has one loss and went down to Pittsburgh last week and got a win. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's there's some teams out there that, that are, gonna, you know, not going to be easy outs uh, when it comes down to that, you know, that second round of the playoffs probably when you get into it. I was about to say Spring Hill, too, but Spring Hill's up in 5A. Yeah, Spring Hill's up in 5A, 5A which kind of hurts them a little bit this year. And they've, they've been under quarantine. They were actually – I mean, that's a good team. But they being up in 5A kind of – almost beat Paola. Yes, they almost beat Paola early. They kind of came back on them. That was kind of the eye-opener for Paola when they got up big and then just kind of didn't, didn't come out, had penalties. And uh, I think there was some running involved the next week at practice. Yeah. From, what I've, from what I've heard, there was some refocusing. <laughs> Paola really hasn't had that issue since. Oh, that's awesome. All right, let's look ahead here to this week, uh, Dion. Um, Kansas will stay over there. Big three, REMAX Big Three games. You can find it at uh, prepskc.com. You've got Baser-Linwood at Lansing, another, what, 4A battle there. Yeah. No, and this is a good one. Lansing, like I said, is, this is a UKC game. You know, conference isn't quite what it was <laughs> this year with, you know, teams in and out and and, and uh, having to find other opponents. But, uh, no, and this is a, one of those games with head-to-head -head being a tiebreaker. Uh, this year when it comes down to it because winning percentage is a, uh, a, a you know, a, a stat that they're going to use to decide. Uh, Lansing's playing pretty well. They're only losses to DeSoto, and there's no crime in that at all. Uh, and, and Baser is in every game because they can score. And their defense gets, gets bogged down a little bit sometimes, and they give up some points. But a team that can always score is going to be in every single game, and, and this is one of those that's going to be a good one. I, I think it's a lot of fun 
to see these teams. That, that UKC's got some great matchups in it. Um, and, and when Piper comes back in in a couple of years, it'll, it'll get even deeper. But, uh, no, it's, uh, this is a fun one. I, I like – these two teams have, have kind of split games over the last few years, and uh, this is a good one. It is. And so is uh, Lawrence and Olathe North, both teams undefeated atop that Sunflower uh, Conference there. And I tell you what, when you think of Olathe North, we think points, right? We're used to all the running backs and all the points. They've scored this year, but their defense has been great. Games of 0, 9, 17, 7, and 7 so far this year given up. Yeah, and we're going to find out just how good they are this week when they play Lawrence because Lawrence can score uh, quickly. They've got, you know, we talk about Devin Neal, but Jackson's doing their quarterback's outstanding. Uh, their their receivers are really good too. So, uh, yeah, Olathe North. Olathe North is definitely going to want to run the ball and take take the time off the clock of this and not let Lawrence score. But Lawrence can score from anywhere. Uh, so, no, this is a this is a big one. You know, and last year this is a game um, that that Olathe North got. So, you know, this is one of those games that uh, Lawrence I think remembers and, and is ready to kind of keep that record pristine. Yeah. Uh, also on the Kansas side, Blue Valley Southwest taking on Blue Valley. I don't have the records in front of me, but I'm guessing uh, Southwest, the Timberwolves haven't won too many games over the time. They won last week, so they got a good win last week. Uh, played really well against Blue Valley West, scored 51 points. Uh, this is a, a Blue Valley Southwest team that can score. They scored 51 points. They, but they put I mean, points on the board. Blue Valley much probably in their history, have they? Yeah, no, I, they have not ever beaten Blue Valley. Uh, They've so, never beaten Blue Valley. No, and, and so this is, this is one of those situations where it's going to be interesting. And, and Blue Valley is actually playing pretty well. Their first week, they didn't play very well. And, and they got beat uh, by Blue Valley Northwest. But they have been in the last few weeks, they're coming off of, off of the Blue Valley bye because there's five teams and they're only playing each other. Uh, so they'll be, you know, the, they should be healthy. Um, but, no, I think this is a fun game because um, there's a ra- this round robin that these Blue Valley teams are playing, you get to find out a little bit about each team each week. And sometimes what you thought, you don't know. I mean, because it's, they're just playing each other. So uh, this is one of the better ones this week. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of two and ones and one and two so far in the first three games in the Blue Valley seems uh, school district seems like all those teams are very, very close to each other. All right. Over on the Missouri side this week, the REMAX big three uh, games of the week. Grain Valley at Raytown. Why is this one so intriguing? Well, Grain Valley is undefeated right now, seven and oh, and they've looked really good doing it. Um, and they've got to close out here. They've got they are sitting as the one seed behind them is Belton at the two seed. And Raytown at the three seed. They play Raytown this week and Belton next week. They control their destiny right in front of them. Um, and Raytown beat them last year. And they that's a game I think they want back. Last year wasn't a conference game because they were down in the in the blue and, and Raytown was in the white. Now they're in the white together. And, you know, this is a Grain Valley team that has kind of clicked off the, you know, people who have beaten them in the past. And, and Raytown's one they want to get. Um, it's a very senior-heavy team. And and they don't want to – you know, they, they, they've handled everybody – they needed a handle last week. They were kind of playing around with William Chrisman and Chrisman was up like 12 to 10 at one point, And then it was like 50 something to 12. So they ran away from them, but I think they, they kind of needed that little wake up call. They won't be able to do that against this, this Raytown team because it's a, it's a good team. It's not as good as it was last year. They're very young. Um, but this is a game that uh, Grand Valley's got to, they've got to take care of their business the last two weeks to be focused. And if they do, they should get that first round by. Um, and that's huge. I mean, that's going to be huge for them. And, um, knowing that they only if they beat these teams the next two weeks, they'll only have to beat one of them in the postseason. Yeah. All right, Liberty North at least some West. I tell you what, North dropped those first two games <laughs> early, and they were close games against good teams. Ever since then, they've kind of rolled through the schedule. Four and two, and 
looking looking similar to the Liberty North team we saw last year. Well, and they've done it in the last two weeks by just, you know, getting down at halftime and then just defense shutting down the other team. And Zach Willingham Davis just turning in monster performances from the tailback position. He had big, you know, big runs to get them back in the lead. And then with about a minute left, he rips off an 80-yarder to salt it away last week. And, and that's – I'll tell you, that's that's a that's a good Greg Jones type performance. The defense plays well, special teams plays well, and they can run the ball. And they've got a big running. He had a big night. Zach did. Uh, he was homecoming king as well. So oh, nice. He, he got the homecoming king and then just took off in the second exactly. half. So it was a big night for big night for Zach all the way around. Uh, awesome. Uh, and then last and certainly not least, it's going to be <laughs> Liberty and Ray Peck, two of the best teams on the Missouri side. Do the Blue Jays stay undefeated? For another week. Well, and this is a this is a big test for them, and and you know they want to lock down their number one seed in their district and get a conference title. I mean that's that and the suburban gold, there you know some conference titles don't mean, but this one does. This means I mean, something. They, they even got North Kansas City after this. I mean, yeah, they, then they got North Kansas Central, City, both Blue Springs. You know all the least summits taking on uh, you know Liberty North. This this their their non con is Columbia Rockbridge and yeah. and North Kansas City. That's not an easy. I mean they they've done everything that's been asked of them. And Ray Peck, you know, I mean, they had their they stubbed their toe against Lee Summit West, and um, they're probably looking back, going, "We should be undefeated." You know, we should be coming into this game undefeated as well. So, uh, no, it's definitely it's it's as advertised. Hopefully, like I said, we talked about earlier that, that Liberty's um, back to 100%. So it's, you know, it's team on team. But let's not let's not kid ourselves. This could be a semifinal matchup because they're in two different districts and they play each other. This could be a preview of that. I'm sure the Liberty Norse and the and the Rockhurst and the Lee Summit Wests and people like that are going to have something to say about it. But there's definitely, these are definitely teams that are sitting there close to, to having that number one seed. And they're well, let's talk Simone here before we get out of here. Uh, is Devin Neal, did he de take a big step in that Simone Award race uh, last week with the good performance in the win over Aquinas and is maybe the, the most important thing in this year's Simone Award uh, race, just staying healthy or getting I on the field? Because we've seen so many Simone guys get hurt. And then, of course, there's so many teams whose seasons didn't start, and then they did, and they're stopping and start, starting. It seems like availability and just getting on the field is maybe the uh, the biggest uh, the biggest key to, to locking up this trophy. Yeah, Devin Neal's been – you know, they really haven't even – he's put up good numbers. Management. He, he's not carrying the ball a ton. No, no, he's not carrying the ball 25, 30 times a game. And and his his yards per carry are great, and, and he's put – now, he will down the stretch. They get in the postseason, he's going right. to – He's going to put up some numbers, and they're going to need him to carry the ball. But he's kind of taking that step to the top, I think. Um, a guy who who is going to be a guy to look at is Ty Black over at Shawnee Mission Northwest. He's doing everything for them. And as the season goes on, if that's a team that's in the semis or if they make it to the state title game against a Lawrence, that's a guy who can make him run. You know, we talked about Winter Williams over at Liberty. He'd been leading them. Um, and But he got nicked up last week. You know, Tank, Tank Young's been nicked up. I mean, so it's there's some different guys out there. You know, Conrad Holly at Ray Peck and got off to a good start and they, you know, struggled for a couple of games and now he's kind of gotten back into the, the mix as well. But no, I think you're right. Devin Neal is definitely one guy who's, who's really kind of jumped to the top. Awesome. That's all I have. Do you have anything more, Dion? No, I hate, you know, playoffs will be here in, in two weeks and uh, it's, it, it has been a, an interesting season to say the least, the, the changing of games and even on a Friday night at a four o'clock teams looking for games and, um, last yeah. week we had the swap, right, with the Shunners yeah. Northwest and Shunners South doing the dual homecoming. Dual homecoming. Up uh, that day. Um, and you know it was kind of fun last night. And I encourage everybody to go to our site. Cole Young, uh, who does some writing for us, he went and did six games. He was trying. He was at a seventh. 
he got to the seventh, but Belton was over. So he got to the parking lot at Belton. By the time he was walking up, they had called the game. So technically, he didn't get the seventh one. And but so he stayed for a score in every game. Is that right? Yes, a score in every game. And he, and he, he was aided by Northeast and East to start at six o'clock. So he was able to start there. Okay, um, then right. did Pius, um, Winnetonka, Platte County at North Kansas City, came down and did Ruskin, went over to Shawnee Mission South for Shawnee Mission South and, um, and uh, Shawnee Mission Northwest, back to Rockhurst and St. James, and was heading to Belton Truman. And it got done before he got there. So uh, a fun little story and uh, a video is up on our site and um, just something different um, that we did yeah. this year. And, uh, it, you know, I think, I think people, I, you know, it's one of those things that I know that I like it. I know that you liked it. I know a lot of guys who do what we do liked it because that's the people who were on Twitter on Friday night. But I don't know. I, I mean, I hope that. Once in the 90s here, it was like 1999. I was in Topeka. I started in uh, Manhattan. Kansas, and then did uh, five games. I shot five games that night, which I seem to have to shoot for highlights. Went all the way down Highway 24, and I ended at Channel 27, which is on Highway 24. I think I hit Wamego. I think I hit like, uh, St. Mary's, um, Rossville, Silver Lake. Those are my five games. Uh, they were all home games. I, did, I, I, I loved it. it. I get the same impulse. I want to do the same thing. No, it, it was fun, and, and, and I hope that the – the football fans kind of got a, a glimpse of it. And especially when people were limited in their ability to go, it was something different and fun to do. And we appreciate all of the, of the, the schools that helped us do this because they could have really said, no, you can't just walk in here for 10 minutes and turn around and we're, you know, keeping it. And they all did a fantastic job and it was fun. And, and I, I know that the media wonks like us loved it, but uh, uh, because I could see some people out there, the Brad Porters of the world, who were tweeting along and yeah. um, there were some good gifts out there that were thrown out there. So, uh, it was a fun night. Um, I wish I could have gone out there and enjoyed the Twitter verse as much as I could have. It was busy, a busy Friday night as always, but now uh, hats off to Cole. Uh, it was an idea he had a few years ago and he finally kind of came to fruition. So that's, you know, that's the fun stuff that we, you know, we're trying to do, you know, every once in a while it's, it's, it's high school football. You, we can have some fun with it, but uh, no, another good week. And uh, we'll know a lot more in the next two weeks, exactly where we're going and we'll get into postseason. And, and then the, then the, uh, the, the games, the teams will naturally eliminate themselves. They won't have to worry about COVID doing it. So uh, that will, will just be in a regular kind of win and go home. And I guarantee you there will be a team that advances because the other team has COVID. Yeah. That will happen. Every team makes the playoffs. Somewhere in Missouri or Kansas, if not multiple places, a team will advance because the other team has COVID issues. You just hope it's not the best team in the state that has right. to sit down. <laughs> Figures. Yes. All right. Uh, that's the time, all the time we have for Dion. I'm Nick. We'll see you next time right here on Snap Tackle Pod.